After years of training and thousands of hours of practice, Papa H can save wrestling at any time. I once had my kneecap tore on the side of my leg. I once tore the pectoral muscle completely off my shoulder. I've had surgery five times, five times, five times, five times, five times, and my left NXT reboot. My tendon got torn off the bone. I can hardly lift my leg anymore. With every smoke I take, my body, my life, and my career is on the line. Don't risk yours. Please, smoke responsibly. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of High Side of the Ropes. We back with another week of wrestling news. Uh, shit that happened. Stuff. Stuff. Um, announcements. Announcements. More stuff. Heel turns. More stuff. Heel turns. The low key rising of NXT once again. Just on the main roster. Just uh, from the main roster. Everywhere. Everywhere. Returns. More stuff. Yeah. Video games. Yes. Yeah. Just coming off of the last podcast where we announced we were doing our own 2K universe, AEW officially announces their game, Fight Forever. Which honestly looks like... It looks all right from what I've seen. Yeah. I want to see more though. Looks like SVR. Yeah, and it also has apparently it also has uh, mini games to it. Yeah, the mini games caught me off guard. When I, I, I wasn't expecting mini games. I, I wasn't either. What caught me off guard was the fact that there were six fucking people on the cover. Yeah, that's what caught me off guard. I'm not used. I'm used to having like one or two or three people on it, not six. Literally. Well, it's their first game, so. Yeah. The only thing. How do you all feel about the cover? A lot of people, especially Heels Court, shout out Heels Court, uh, thought when the cover art leaked originally because the pre-order got available in, uh, I think, somewhere in the UK, and that was the image that was going around. And then the next day, along with uh, the also in-game footage that was included off that website was when the trailer came out. But when I saw the cover art, I thought, like, it's okay. I know fucking Tim. Fucking was uh, saying like it looked like it was just put together with like a green effect on a lap, like a laptop, which I see where it is. It's just a lot of people in their pose with that green like tear effect. Uh, shout out Vic, shout out Brett, shout out Malik, everyone. Well, well, since we got that heel score shout out it, very early. I mean, it really does kind of seem that way. Yeah, like it's pretty drawn but together basically. Yeah, but then again... Well, I also see them... That main menu screen better have, like, all the special effects in the world. But then again, for the first video game, I mean, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, it's not awful. The only thing that I didn't like about it was that the people that were there from the beginning... Like, like I get the whole, like, have the six people, Mm -hmm. but why not have, like, Hangman, Omega, Jericho as the three men and then have, like... Britt Baker, uh, and uh, I think like Nyla Rose or like anybody, uh, uh, two other women as like they had Jade on the cover. Well, yeah, but I mean like yeah. uh, like the people that were at in AEW from the beginning. Oh, like that. That's you mean the, you want it to be more like homegrowny with yeah. the cover? Yeah. Like, like they have Britt, which is accurate because she was there from the first All In. They have Britt and they have Kenny. Moxley. And they have Mox. Which makes sense because he Jericho. showed up at Double or Nothing. Jericho, too. 
Yeah, and Punk uh, is one of their newest people they have. But then again, Punk was one of the first people that they really wanted. Yeah. And he initially refused. And And now he's here. And and Jade's had the TV. She's still the first TBS champion. Like, I get that. I mean, I give it a story. 30 plus wins. It's also it's also personal preference over, like yeah you have the big stars, so have them on the cover, but also you have the guys that have been there since like Kenny Moxley, Jericho, Hangman, Brett, people like that that have been there since hell even All In. Yeah, that's, that's well there the, hasn't been that many people from All In besides like the Pentagon or Penta. But that's really it for me. That's the only problem I had with it. But mm. I like it though, and I'm happy that we're getting a new wrestling video game. Which I'm still speaking of wrestling video games. I still want to know what's happening with Virtual Virtual Basements video game. They yeah, well, there's no new people. news. But let's there's, talk about the features this game got. There's just a bu- there's just I think 135 confirmed wrestlers in that game. Well, yeah, there's also a lot of indies. And I know. Well, it's an indie wrestling game. It is an indie wrestling game. I look, I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah, well, this game, uh, AEW, is going to be available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox One X, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Switch 2. Really? Yeah, and PC. I might get a Switch just for that game. Really? Why? You have a PS4 already. I know, just, like, just in case, like, play it on the road. That was a fair assumption. Because Switch you could take with you. Yeah. I'm still surprised the Switch managed to fucking make Skyrim a portable game. Well, I mean, think about it with the Switch. The Switch is it's designed to be on the go, and then, hey, it's a, what do you call it, an actual... Dude, I grew up with fucking Game Boy Colors. That's still bizarre to me. I grew up with Game Boy and uh, DS. I said Game Boy Color. Yeah, I grew up Not Game Boy Advance SP laptop ass. I still have one of those. I grew up with the PlayStation 1. Yeah, the, uh, the Game Boy Color, the Genesis for me. Sega Genesis and PlayStation. I still have my GameCube. I'm still. I don't know what happened to mine, but GameCube's fun. Mm-hmm. It was. That's how I used to play Power uh, Stone Thunder. The the whole reason I want. I remember the whole reason I wanted a GameCube to be got to begin with was for two reasons. Number one, Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. Number two, Time Splitters Two. Okay. For me, it was Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Hmm. Me, the first video game I played. Okay. The first video game I played was uh, Power Rangers Dino Thunder on GameCube. Mm. Okay. Couldn't understand. Didn't know what was happening, but I just wanted to play it. I, I, play, I played Spider-Man 2 on the GameCube. I'll tell you the two games that made me want a PlayStation in life. Resident Evil mm-hmm. and Twisted Metal. Also, another one I grew I, I I'll say Spider-Man was, and Kingdom uh, Hearts. I think okay. uh, the one with the cartridges, I always forget the name of it. Uh, Genesis? Sega yeah, Genesis? Yeah, I had the, one of those. Yeah, the game I used to play on there was, uh, again, Power Rangers, the fucking uh, Mighty Morphin game, mm-hmm. where you had to pick one ranger and just try and beat every level. Yeah, but, like, this is like, well, we're getting so nostalgic just because a wrestling game is on so many fucking consoles this time. Right. Yeah. Because the 2K18 was, like, unplayable on the Switch. Like, it was one of the worst video game ports of all time. WWE 2K18 on the Switch. If you ever played that on the Switch, like, I'm sorry. But this one has a lot of features. Like, the list actually came out for, like, what the game actually has. Oh, God, let's hear it. Well, besides it having THQ Nordic, then bringing back that retro THQ logo actually gave me some nostalgia adrenaline. Yeah. In my soul. The new Ukes logo. They're not going with the WWE stuff. 
Let's see. They have singles matches. They have tag team matches. They have three ways, four ways, ladder matches, casino battle royales, uh, false count anywhere, unsanctioned lights out, okay. exploding barbed wire death matches. Is oh, that, that's really going to be in the game? Yes. Oh, Intergender is already a thing. Okay. If you saw like uh, the trailer, it had Britt Baker choosing herself to beat up Tony Giovanni, who chose her boyfriend. Well, that's amazing. That's so. That's gonna be fun. The exploding barbed wire death match and online co-op multiplayer. Tony matches. Shivani versus Adam Adam Cole in an exploding barbed wire death match. Let's make team, it happen. Tag team matches. Baker. Tag team matches feature a sequence of team maneuvers performed with simple commands. They say there's also going to be a career mode too. Like there's a lot of shit that this game is getting. Like. It's just the ones that's listed so far, but the trailer's like, uh, or at least they say more gameplay. And also, be coming out on the 12th. There's supposed to be like, what, 70 weapons? I don't know about 70 weapons. Like, there's supposed to be. I don't know where you got 70 weapons from. But there's supposed to be like a shit ton of weapons involved in the game. Like, you can actually use a fire extinguisher, not backstage. Like, you can actually use it in the ring. Is that just your only exposure to like fire extinguishers in video games as a weapon? Yeah. Just in 2K backstage to spray people with? Yeah. No joke. But I'm actually I'm looking forward to this game because you know what? We Well actually there's a confirmed roster so far. Oh shit, really? Mm-hmm. There is a confirmed yeah. roster so far. Nineteen people. So we got Abaddon, Adam Cole, Adam Page, Jericho, Punk, Cody. Cody. Darby. Uh, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, Jade Cargill, John Moxley, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Chris Statlander, Nyla Rose, Owen Hart, Pentagon, Thunder Rosa, and Yuka Sakazaki. Sakazaki. More to be announced soon. The Owen Hart just surprised me. Well, they announced that a while ago. Abaddon, I'm surprised because we haven't seen her on uh, AW long time. there's also going to be or create a wrestler a create a move set create an entrance create an arena that's the one that stuck out to me i'm happy about that i love smackdown Jose. i just want to know how much props they're going to have because for three years they haven't really gone all out all out no pun intended with like uh the sets other than to my knowledge like full gear or fighter fest or double or fighter double. fest bash like at the beach like there's some of their televised shows the Bash of the Beach, uh, well, no, the, Beach the, Break. The first, uh, first, uh, Fighter Fest. No, their first, like, uh, they better have the fucking Cruise of Jericho as a fucking arena to wrestle on. Like, come on, that's cool as hell. Yeah. Just wrestle on a boat as a background. But, no, like, I'll, and they better have fucking, uh, the Daily's Place. One that we that we had for the pandemic. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They should have Daly's place we in need, general. We need to have the uh, stadium stampede match in this game somehow. Well, somehow. the mini games they had actually surprised me because I wasn't expecting mini games. I thought it was going to be a straightforward wrestling game, yeah. but it's like almost looked like Mario Party ish. I was like, not used to a wrestling game having this, but I'm already interested. Like you saw the updated character model from like. Chris Jericho the first time around in the first trailer. Yeah. And now how he is now, it's actually more detailed. Like they have more of like his facial features instead of like the blocky, like cartoonish looking ones that we had. Yeah. That's actually looked remnant like reminiscent of 2K Battleground a little bit. A little bit. But 
I'm excited for this. Yeah. This will probably definitely be used on the stream when the reviews start to come out. Oh, definitely. Because, like, you know, 2K22 still gives us the blue screen of death. Yeah, the blue screen of death still exists. AKA Channel Therefore, 3. therefore we are still not going to change over to 2K22 at any given time soon. Also, Sorry. Was, also this one across from me, uh, Brandon, reversed the freaking move and still got hit with the uh, kick anyway. Oh, my God. Kick reversal. No, no, he got it. Kick to face. No, you didn't. Apparently, the game lied to you. You did not counter that as the fucking flashing button prompt said you did. No, I, I can't. I can't. I just don't. I, I like, want to put it like, to the like, back of my mind. Like that game is so broken. I, it's there. Like, yeah, like yeah, we were we were playing. Again. I never want to talk about chamber. this moment again. We're playing a chamber, and that happened. <laughs> yeah, we had I, to like reselect everything, and then it was fine after that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I kicked. Taker in the gun, they kicked him in the face and got him for a three. That wasn't what broke the game. That was just me. It was just me as Owens hitting a finisher. Like I hit like so many finishers, and then like on I think the seventh one, blue screen. I didn't even pin the dude. Just so, kicked to the gut, blue screen. But can't wait to see what this game's gonna do. Yeah, I, I, especially I, since it's on yeah. multiple platforms. It has to deliver now just because of that. But we got till we got six days till we actually get the gameplay trailer because they said on the twelfth. We're, oh, I'm gonna, and this this game is gonna be fun, and we and for once we actually have official characters for the dream matches that we always do on two K. Yeah, we get to see Riho versus Will Hobbs. <laughs> Riho, just fucking clothesline because we already had the Ricky meme live yeah. forever, like Boys in the Hood. That's how I just got reminiscent about it. Ricky, Ricky. But no. Speaking of AEW, aren't there promotions that happen too? What do you mean promotions? Promotions in AEW. Yep. Oh, yes. You mean the promotion list. You made it sound like company-wise. Like, like they have new like new like promotions now. It's not just ROH. It's no. AEW, ROH, and PWG. All no. Elite Gorillas or something like that. All Elite Gorillas. <laughs> yeah, PWG. All right. But yeah, there were some promotions backstage, like talent relations wise, along with the development team. This happened on August 3rd. Now, Sanjay Dutt has been promoted to vice president of production and creative coordination. Okay. In this role, he will coordinate communication of AEW storylines. Liaze, or I forgot how it's pronounced, or Liazi, whatever it's Howard said, but you know what I mean. Between post production and key staff to maintain content workflow, produce. Anna Caleri, Anna Caleri, like a lyrical shit. There you go. <laughs> Content and, and mentor new producers. Uh, Sanjay joined AEW in 2021, bringing more than 20 years of experience in professional wrestling, both in the ring and as a producer, and continues to serve on screen with Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal. Now it's QT Marshall, who also got a promotion, has been promoted to vice president of show and creative coordination. Wow. He will manage the show elements, including planning programs and storylines, character development, overseeing extras, and live event logistics and coordination. Marshall, an AEW original with more than 20 years' experience, will continue to wrestle as a leader of the faction, etc., with Anthony Agogo, Nick Camarano, Aaron Solo, and Cole Carter. So, wait, Agogo's back? Yeah, he's uh, Anthony Agogo. Yeah, yeah, they ha included oh, him with the factory. Okay, it's about to get good. And somebody we all know. Pat Buck, or in quotations, Pat Buckridge. 
Wow, Buckridge has been promoted to vice president of talent development. In this position, he will, uh, Liazi, or how to pronounce that word, uh, but with uh, talent and production, oversee all coaches, provide input in uh, matches and promos, and lead the talent relations team. Buck brings nearly two decades of experience serving wrestling promotions as a talent trainer, producer, and promoter. Now, here's another one. Tony Schiavone, or Tony Schiavone, Schiavone, has been promoted to senior producer and senior advisor to talent. Okay. In this capacity, he will work directly with talent as part of talent relations team. Schiavone is one of AEW's most tenured members, as, as, as he has nearly 40 years experience with iconic voice that has guided fans through most of pro wrestling, uh, yeah, most of professional wrestling's yeah, incredible moments. Now here's the one that I was actually surprised because she had a match on TV and it wasn't even her being like a coach, but this was like the biggest one that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Madison Rain has signed with AEW. Congrats. And she also had her first match and it's not even just a coach position too. But here's her backstage role. We'll join AEW as a coach in AEW's women's division and kick off a new role in her hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Madison has competed in numerous professional wrestling promotions where she has held multiple championship titles, including five-time world women's champion. She has more than 15 years experience in professional wrestling and is a proud mom to a daughter. And another one, but he's an OG, as we mentioned earlier with the cover stuff, Christopher Daniels, an AEW original who brings more than 30 years experience, uh, industry experience, will continue to serve as manager of talent relations. The talent relations team will also remain in close contact with AEW's legal and talent resources team, led by Margaret Staley, Chris Peck, Megha Pekka, or Pekki, I forgot to say, I'm probably butchering that, but Megha, uh, who helped to support the physical and mental health, safety, and security of talent. AW is also committed to supporting talent beyond the ring and offers access to world-class physicians, trainers, and mental health uh, clientele. Whew, that's all the update. Okay. Congratulations to everybody. Small on their words promotions. on a fucking big ass screen. I got to zoom in and swipe just to get most of them for the most part. But yeah, congrats oh, uh, to all of them. Pat uh, is one of my trainers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know like Pat's one of those, like, is going to do good for AEW. And actually, if you listen to the Unrestricted podcast that he was on, mm-hmm. they said they were, they said they were all excited for him to join uh, AEW. I mean, he's a huge get. I mean, he bought the producer background. He produced it like, uh, I believe, the main event yeah, of I mean, uh, Mania with Roman and Brock. I mean. And that was, he even said when he left, that was on his bucket list to produce a match at WrestleMania. I mean, Pat, some of Pat Buck's students are in AEW and top guys in AEW. And you have some guys like Joey Janela that are just like mainstay everywhere. Exactly. He's like almost in a way king of the indies now. Yeah. I would definitely see Joey Janela as King of the Indies. Him and Matt Cardona. Yeah. Matt's like the heel of the Indies. Yeah. But sticking with AEW, we got the fallout with the Undisputed Elite. Oh, my God. It finally happened. So so this is long-term storytelling at its finest. You You think I forgot what you did to me? And, oh. we, we, and we were there for yeah, that we night. Were there for that. We were there the night Adam Cole got kicked out of the Bullet Club and Marty joined. It was amazing. So to run this down, they announced the trios titles uh, last week. 
And right after they announced it, they had that segment with the Bucks and Hangman yep. and teased like the hung Bucks reuniting, but Dark Order came in to ruin the surprise and surprised Hangman with his birthday with surprise birthday broccoli because they ate the cake yeah. like they did for Evil Uno. Yep. But on BTE, you had Adam Cole, whose actual birthday that it was that day, or I think the day before, watching that whole segment go down his laptop. And then we fast forward to the elite returning on Dynamite. At first, it sounded like they're just like all on the same page and everything. It was just the coming of the guard. But he started talking about the trios titles. And he was like talking to like the Bucks. And he was like saying like, you know, if, you know, you guys want to compete for the tournament uh, for the trios titles. And we want the super click. And since I'm not medically cleared and Kyle O'Reilly is not medically cleared and you're not choosing Bobby Fish. I don't think you should be in the tournament followed by booze. And then he started to correct himself. He's like, actually, actually, let me correct myself. What I'm trying to say is you guys won't make it to the tournament. And then you just see Matt get shot blocked and Nick put in a rear naked choke by fish. Cue the crying scene, the kid crying in the crowd. Oh my God. But no, like they beat the shit out of Brandon Cutler. They did. Back elbow to the face of Cutler. I just was disappointed he didn't get beat up more. They put the chair around the ankle of Matt. And then Hangman came out with a pipe and the butterfly jeans to make the save. So now the Bucks are face. And honestly. This is the story we've been waiting for like the last year. Yeah. We knew at some point. So now now in this trios tournament, we got – so far, the Bucks and Hangman, and you gotta have the elite. you gotta the, have Red Dragon and Cole. Exactly. Oh, can you imagine when the finals happen to all out and then they win and then Kenny returns? And I think that's exactly what the finals is gonna be. Oh, that sounds so <laughs> fucking good. Just fucking like, uh, like instead they take out Hangman ahead of time and then that's when Omega comes back. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I would just like to see, like, them have, like, the, like, Hangman and the Bucks versus Red Dragon and Cole, and then have Kenny show up. Because, like, they're already having doubts about, like, Cole making All Out. Not Cole, uh, not Cole. Uh, I'm thinking about CM Punk. They're having doubts about him making, uh, the timetable for All Out. And they're promo- and they have him as on the advertisement, too. They still have him on the advertisement because they don't know what could happen. I mean, we still are, like, a month away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main key giveaway with Kenny mostly coming back was that, uh, Tony Khan was holding back the trios title because he said, uh, he didn't want to do it without Kenny. Yeah. So I feel like this is it for like Kenny. I didn't think they would pull the trigger on this unless Kenny was for sure more than likely appearing, Mm -hmm. but I can't wait for this, but that wasn't the only thing that happened on dynamite. So we had a dumpster match. Oh my God. This was amazing. First time that Brandon wasn't in it. But yeah, we had the thrown into it. We had the acclaimed versus the trash boys. Yeah. Okay, so first they came out and beat the shit out. <laughs> Which is flashback to, you know, years as fuck ago. Oh man. Just Bowen saying eat shit before driving the trash can into his face. Yep. Yo! Yo! Play my music! They beat the they beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And then did their entrance. Mm-hmm. 
It don't get more gangster than that. So he started doing his rap. And it got to a certain line. I'm trying to get it because I know I retweeted it. Because uh, I, I, I can't do it justice unless did, I actually get it. Did, did you notice that Bowen's attire? Ah, uh, here it is. A tribute to Billy Gunn. Yeah. But with scissors instead of lips. Thought it was fucking cool as shit. So to quote the line that everyone's talking about. Uh, no filter. We ain't Instagram. We'll make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon. He wasted no time dropping a Vince McMahon retirement joke. And then that's the one that everyone loves, but more or less it was the also the one that followed it saying more po- that he's more positive than Joe Biden's COVID test. He's coming for everybody. And we were waiting so long for that. When he said no filter, I'm just like, okay, you're saying no filter. There's only one way we can go. And then it happened. Yep. Oh, man. That was the biggest O I've ever heard from a crowd. Fucking Bowen's face. But this match was great. It had reminiscence of like the Attitude Era when they were talking about like uh, their father's experience for it in the video package. They actually were in the dumpster when they got pushed off the stage and they're ROK, but yes, they were actually in it. Yep. They were inside the dumpster. This was the most Attitude Era stuff the Attitude Era ever Attitude Era. Also on that same Dynamite, you had Christian versus Matt Hardy. <laughs> Literally. The and the sign dynamite. of the crowd saying that I played this match in No Mercy. Again, this is the most Attitude Era-esque Attitude Era match in Attitude Era. Jim Ross even on commentary talking about shit that happened in the Attitude Era during this match, too. <sighs> oh, my God. Attitude Era is back for real. Literally. With in all, attitude. In, all, in a new in, era. In different aspects of the term, but yes. Mm-hmm. And so, something else happened that, you know, it, it just happened. Like, finally. And I, I we were all kind of like, no, you got you to gotta be joking. Like, no, this isn't, th- isn't going to be a thing. And it's a thing. And it's Ric Flair's last match. Oh, man. Yeah, old man is right. Like, shit. Ric Flair died. Ric Flair is, like, like when this was first announced, he originally wanted it to be him and Ricky Steamboat. Ricky said no. And, and Ricky said thing. no. Yeah, he won his 09 uh, match with Jericho at Backlash to be his last one, which I have to want him to keep. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, respectable right there. I kind of don't like the fact that Michael's last match was over in, you know, Saudi in that DX Brothers Destruction match that we don't like to talk about. Mm-hmm. We will never talk about that. But no, like, this of this match... So, I, the event as a whole, to be honest, the card was stacked. The undercard was stacked. The it was just the main was event. Holy shit. Dude, machine... Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves. Killer Cross versus Davy Boy Jr. Yeah, that match was only five minutes. I have the times up uh, on my phone. It doesn't matter. The fact that that was a match that happened. Yeah. The Four Horsemen, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson versus the Rock and Roll Express. The Briscoes versus the Von Erics. Yeah. Jordan Grace versus Dion Perrazzo Josh, and Rachel Elring. Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. 
like, yo, a lot of these matches are... There was a four-way match between Jonathan Gresham, Alan Angels, Nick Wayne, and Kanosuke Takeshka. Yeah, and guess what was the longest match on the card? Uh, Ric Flair. Almost a half hour. The motherfucker bled! I'm like, of course he fucking did. I remember when he started to bleed. Twitter was just like, did he bleed during his entrance? I'm sitting there, I'm like, of course he fucking did. He came out with big gold. You guys don't remember that? Yeah, Yeah, he did. I don't really know how to feel about that. I mean... The finish was weird to me. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, big gold was originally WCW's title. Yeah, I know, but... NNWA. NNWA. So it makes sense. I mean, I'm... Kind of with well, it. for a while, the NWA title was uh, the title that we see. Uh, and plus, w- and plus, no one's using it at this moment. It's fine. I wish they would. We all do. But good celebration for Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, and I mean, he teamed with his son-in-law. And he's I mean, the toughest was... son of bitch I know. He's my son-in-law. Here, I need you. I need you to do photography for my last match. Oh, who's your opponent? Someone very special. My son-in-law. Exactly. Like how he had to get talked out of doing a suicide dive. I feel the biggest joke that everyone made out of that was just that suicide dive would have had a whole new meaning at that point. Yeah. But yeah, come on, the Spider-Man 2 joke. What's Spider-Man 2 joke? The, oh, yeah, we're having a celebration for my son, the astronaut. I didn't even get that. I didn't even uh, hear you say that. You said it so quick. That just went past me. But there, I don't know, man. There was another. There was something else going around, man. I saw something else that Ric Flair's not done that. He's set to fight Nick Gage. Oh, God. That, that the death fake. match will take on a whole new meaning. Again. Uh, it was fake. I know it was fake. But it's still the greatest meme going around about Ric Flair really right is. now. No, that's the meme that goes around about everybody's last match. No, and, it's just Ric Flair right now. And I mean, they did take a You're picture. You're not seeing Nick Gage versus Shawn Michaels just, in his last match. Just, just to confirm. Just to confirm. Uh, no, he... No, no. Ric Flair is not fighting Nick Gage. In fact, earlier in the night, before the show even happened, Nick Gage met Ric Flair... And, uh, you know, yeah, it was a star cast. Nick Gage proceeded to say that Ric Flair is MDK affiliated. So I don't think they'll be fighting each other anytime soon. Well, I think uh, Ric Flair had to make peace with him when he saw him at Starcast because he already made clear that GCW had no intention. So he had to say it since the show was name on him. He's like, yo, I promise you in the next afterlife, I will give you that death match. You know, we just got to make sure that once I go like my daughter and. My son-in-law, bring back the seven Dragon Balls of wrestling. Summon Andre the Giant as a genie for some reason. And bring me back to life. Oh, my God. And after they get it back together, they're probably going to bring Macho Man back to life and demand that he's put as the next Bone Saw villain in the next Spider-Man movie. And also bring back Razor Ramon. Uh, we didn't we didn't watch the actual show. We just saw a bunch of clips. I saw the ending. The ending looked very concerning when I actually saw it because they said that he won pinning him with the figure four. And I'm like, pinning him? Like, did he, like, pass out from the pain and just crawl into, like, the cover because he refused to tap? And this was on Jarrett. Mm-hmm. 
they both went for like the well he went for the figure four of course he's bleeding yep has the figure four both of them laid out flat on the mat and the ref just counts Jarrett's shoulders he, he he couldn't lean up for the figure four and i remember like a lot of the mentions going around was the video post match mm-hmm. when uh Andrade came to him and started to like lift him up and everything right after they counted the three count of the figure four. He's like, I passed out yeah. like mouth to him. So main thing I've heard about this match is that it was cringy to watch from start to finish. And that's from everyone. Everyone that I know that's seen it said that it was honestly like worrying to watch the whole time. Which where the fuck was that during Cody's match with fucking Rollins? That's all I'm going to say. I mean, Cody's also not like a 70-something-year-old man. Yeah, but his fucking arm is literally turning freaking purple bruised track colors. Also, you know, that's all blood. All right, so, so yeah, lesson to everybody. It's like self-mutilation. If your chicken wing looks like... (laughs) If the inside of your chicken wing looks like Cody's pectoral muscle... Put the chicken wing back on the grill. But yeah, he's not, Cody's not like 70 some odd year old man who just like loves to bleed. Well, Cody does, he does like, like to bleed. bleed. I, I know Cody likes to bleed, but you know, he's not 70 something years old and he, he passed out during the match. I remember some people talking or comparing it to Sting with like a. Uh... Like the age thing. It's like, well, first of all, Sting is nearly 10 years younger. And also, he hasn't had, like, the nearly life-threatening surgeries that Flair has had. Because mm-hmm. remember that one time, I think, in, like, 2016, where he had, like, a serious, like, health condition? He was just, like, anyway, not conscious. And we like, actually all thought that was, like, probably it. Yeah, he but he like, ended oh. up coming out of it and making a big, like, merch money out of the shirts. Oh, the, where the I'm yeah. not dead yet motherfucker t-shirt yeah. came, at, came from. Or the, uh, or... Hell, take it back all the way to uh, the territory days where he survived a fucking plane crash. And that was yeah. Bef- yeah. And that's what cha- and that's why like he used to be a high flyer. Yeah, he had to change his whole style. They uh, basically said that he should that he would never wrestle again. And like within like a couple months, he was like wrestling again. But he had to change his whole style. That was the style that we all know him for. Yeah. Imagine that Ric Flair is a high flyer in today's standards. I mean, him at the top rope anytime soon sounds scary to me. Yeah. It's like waking up in the middle of the ring and seeing Big Show at the top of a cage getting ready to dive on you. It's like, fuck this. If I was that age, I was at the top rope. I probably think I might turn to dust if I don't land on my opponent. It's like, fuck this. No, it'd be like watching Mabel fucking fall from the fall from the top of the cage. Fuck this. Nah, hell in a cell. Not a steel cage, a hell in a cell. Speaking of that, I just got to the point in my binge where Rikishi turned face again. Oh, nice. Yeah, he turned face because Mick Foley said that a Long Island wants to see him dance. <laughs> and then, like, Stephanie was begging him to give Vince the stink face. Like, you need to give him and stick your fat, juicy, cheesy cakes in, what is it, in Foley's face right now. And she slaps him, and then Regal says, let me knock some sense into you. And then he gets super kicked, and then he actually starts to dance with uh, Mick Foley. And then nice. Stephanie gets this stink face at the end of the night. This is like right after Backlash, too, in 2000. 2001. About to hit Judgment Day. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I guess this is a good way to segue in, us into the WWE half of things. Yeah, that is a good way. So with that said, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with the lighter side of WWE. Because it the, looks... The newer side. The newer side of WWE. The better side. The Papa H side of WWE. The H era. The H era. The Hattitude era. <laughs> you had an Attitude era. The Hattitude era. Till then. We'll be right back. Is a crown count as a hat? Yes. We back with a second half. We're back. Second half of the show. The Triple H era of things is upon us, and he's wasting absolutely no fucking time. He's not. I'm going to get this off real quick. You're going to get it off? Yeah. He's going to get this off. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely getting this off. Shut up. I said it on the last podcast, and you and Mike disagreed. Fuck you both. I was right about Cross. That's that's fine and all. What do you mean, fuck you both? If you literally apologized to me like before well, no, not the podcast. You. Not you. No, not about Mike. Me and Mike. Well, Mike's not here now, is he? Well, here's the thing, man. I mean, we didn't. We also didn't expect like you know Vince McMahon to retire either. So, but still, eat shit. Anyway, it seems that uh yeah, the women's tag titles are becoming a thing again thanks to. Papa H. They remembered! No, no, no. Triple H remembered. <laughs> I say they because the uh, head of creative is Stephanie and him, but we all know it's mostly him. Yeah. Not that Stephanie isn't doing anything. I'd like to know what Stephanie is doing behind uh, the Ste- scenes. Stephanie, I feel what the next upcoming... Stephanie, like, uh, I think, is probably taking care of more of the headache shit behind, like, the, the, oh, the yeah, scenes. She's more... She's uh, the she's chair, more. She's more. She's the chairwoman at C- and co-CEO. But yeah. her and Triple H are still in charge of creative currently. I think she might be more of the, the women's wrestling side of it. Or, like, paperwork and all that. Well, that's the thing. thing. I don't think she's the women's like, side. Handling, like, the financials and, like, you know, like... Business, I feel she has. I feel she has some like uh, room of control in like some of the stories well, because does. I don't think it's only women because Triple H was mainly the reason why Dakota Kai came back. Yeah, because Kai was looked at as like a Triple H fucking talent. Which, sure. if you look at the whole roster, that's kind of all it is at this point. So now here's the thing. Here's what you got to ask yourselves. Right, you got to ask yourselves a couple of questions. Question number one: Who else can we see return now that Triple H is in power? I'm going to say this right off the rip: No Adam Cole, and no Malachi Black. I think the most obvious one to me. Both is of them are signed until are signed until 2027. Malachi is signed until 2024. Cole, I believe. I think signed. they're both signed to 2027. No, uh, it's Mal- just months in it. No, Malachi is uh, 2024. Okay, because he signed in uh, 2021. So he still at least got and two more years in AEW for Malachi. Yeah, AEW's AEW contracts are more or less like depending if someone wants more years. Gotcha. It's normally like a three-year deal. Cole is not one of those normal people. Well, yeah, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like originally, uh, Cody and the Bucks and Kenny had three-year deals. However, well, was with their EVP deals. EVP, uh, I think EVP may have been. No, they're not on year four. It was about 
not three years, but I'll say two and a half, because remember they renewed it halfway through. Well, yeah. The Bucks were the first ones to do it. Then it was Kenny. Then it was just, okay, Cody, are you going to do it? Yeah. But I mean, one of those, one of the people that I are... could definitely, I could definitely see a couple people. So number one, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that's the most obvious. That's one. like that's like right off the him rip, and like Candice, him yeah, and Candice, both of them. Yeah, and I, but I will say this: wherever Johnny goes, good for him. Yeah, because you know what? Either way, but, it's good wrestling for either for all of us. And at the same, but I mean, with the impact that's been happening lately, like, come on, Champa, it's going the, for the U.S. in title. the U.S. title picture, Champa. Well, yeah. In the U.S. title picture. Be, well, come on, let's be real here. Vince buried all of Triple H's guys. Or fired them. Or fired them. When Champa, when I saw Champa win, I'm like, no, no, th- this can't be. Is this actually happening? Do my eyes deceive me? This is good shit. This is good shit. This is amazing. This is fucking great. I'm like, I want to see what else Triple H is going to do. Because this is sheer fucking gold. Triple H is gonna. Champa goes in his own direction. Now we got Dakota Kai back and Io Shirai onto the main roster with a significant role. You mean Io Sky? Io Sky, I know. I'm. It's. I'm just not gonna get used to it. I'm sorry. Neither am I. Trust me. But the questions, more questions, you gotta ask yourselves. Is Butch? Gonna go back to being Pete Dunn. Only time will tell, older brother. I mean, Madcap went from Madcap to just Moss. But then just again, Moss. but then again, right? but then again, we're also used to names getting shortened. Antonio Cesaro. Uh, well, Champa says he likes uh, it being just Champa because Tommaso is his actual name, but Champa is like uh, his grandmother's name, so he actually likes that. Like okay. he said, he still felt like emotional, like actually seeing it, like on figures and stuff like that. So that he says he kind of just likes Champa. He doesn't really care for Tommaso. And at that point, people already low key called him Champa anyway. Yeah. But I could also see maybe Bray Wyatt returning. That's that's another, the big one. That's a, that's, that's a the big one. fish. Like. Ah. I, I know uh, that's, parts, that's I know, the great weight right there. I know parts unknown uh, did a video, and it was recorded prior to uh, to SmackDown. Summer, no, to SummerSlam because mm. Dakota Kai was on that list. Mm. I think it may have been after SummerSlam because I know they well, uh, well, it, what's it called talked about it this week. It came out or today's news. It actually. came out after SummerSlam, but it was recorded prior to SummerSlam. Oh. Supposedly there are. I don't know rumors. if Dakota was on it though. Supposedly there are rumors of Sasha and Naomi coming back. There are rumors about it, but then again, like you have them at uh, C2E2 tonight. Yeah. Bankshausen. Bosshausen. Legithausen. Yeah. Glowhausen. Glowhausen. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Danhausen. No. Nah, Danhausen. <laughs> Still the greatest thing Still ever. Still the greatest. Oh God! So yeah, apparently the the women's tag team tournament is happening. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's actually going like it's going down. They they remembered it. it. It's it's a thing. It's established. 
the tag titles are going to finally matter again. Well, after, well, they finally starting to matter again because of NXT as well. And yeah, then, you had Medusa bring out the tights out of the belt while yeah. she also appeared on NWA to introduce the women's U.S. title at the same time, at the same night. Crazy, yeah. right? Literally. Three tapes. Doesn't matter. Two I, places, it's once. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. She pulled a... I don't know. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. But Rick Rude. Rude. This, is, this is a huge. This is a huge deal. I mean, with Triple H saying he's not done with reaching out to you know like old talent. Yeah. Some of the women we can get back. Like. It's gonna seriously. Put, it's gonna put AW's women's division even further down the pecking order if they start getting back all yeah. the people they fired. Yeah. Well, it all depends on. Who they and, and and also let's not forget indie wrestlers too. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's yeah. gonna. Well, Champa and Gargano like, were two of like I want to say like they weren't like the big like stars of like the indies because the they were big stars, but they weren't like massive draws like NXT made them to be. Along Vince. with like Lee and like Devitt. Why well, I, I would say I would Tommy End. I would say Lee was one of the bigger guys like bigger stars but like um not like in the main event sort of thing well, like yeah, not, where they not, get everywhere they go like pushed like to the moon well, yeah, title not not like that but as like an established name is one of them riddle was another one of them when he signed tommy and unless you knew like PWG or the UK indie scene yeah. when he showed up in the UK uh, tournament mm. I think to challenge I forgot who it was but this was a while ago and he went by Tommy End mm. he didn't no one really knew who he was until a few months later where he came to NXT as Alistair Black nobody yeah. really knew who most of these stars were in NXT because nobody really saw it because it was on television exactly. like these were a lot of people's first exposure in the mainstream when Triple H got them, and now it's just like everybody has to have them if they're available for a booking. Yep. Like, there was like the rumors that uh, not rumors, but the uh, what's it called, unrevealed like AEW talent that mm-hmm. went from uh, talking with uh, Fightful saying that if uh, Triple H got into power a little bit sooner, that they probably would have stayed. A lot of people think it's cool. It could have easily been Lee. It could have been half of the people they have there now. Exactly. It could have been. It could have been Athena. And here's the thing: it's Triple Triple H made a huge impact mm-hmm. in that locker room. And it's literally just when he get left power, it's just like no one gave a shit anymore. It's just like I'm. It's like where I whatever. And that's what a lot of the talent looked at it as, because it was like first like. Triple H was there and then he wasn't like yeah. Athena even said like on the podcast that it like really like you saw the difference from like when he was there to like when he was just gone. Yeah. And that was just like a concern. Like what's so what's going to happen now that he's not here. Mm-hmm. And like for like for me, like for me, I could see like we were like you we were, we were just saying the names of guys like Cole and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If Triple H came in power sooner, they probably like. We said some names on the last podcast, but some of the names were also people that were let go prior. Mm-hmm. Like they, like Cole Gargano. Uh, yeah, we know. Like guys like those, like those guys, they let their contracts expire. 
And you see, now I yeah, it was either they got released or their contracts just expired because they realized, like in some cases, like uh, some people's cases, like uh, Dunn and Cole. Yeah. Oh, it's not an extra year; it's till like the end of the month. Yeah. And then you had someone like Cole who had, you know, yet to have his feud closer with Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, and then Kyle also let his contract expire too. Mm-hmm. He shaved that amazing head of hair. Like what the. Just seeing him you show. liked face like hair like Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm expecting Triple H to hit the indie scene. This next in line thing just isn't fucking working. I mean, we've yet to see anybody actually show it, up it, yet. Exactly the point. It's not working. Well, well they're still scouting people because they're still finishing their year. Well, and also, when they had when they held the tryouts for the people that were the next in line, there was a lot of injuries that came out of it. Like concussions and whatnot. Yeah, some of them actually got injured before they could actually like be further like scouted and stuff. But speaking of next to the line, there's one person that's kind of been controversial now. He is currently uh, facing felony charge of sexual harassment and battery. Yeah, that is sign us uh, next in line signee AJ Ferrari. A warrant was issued for his arrest on August 3rd. The bond was set at $25,000. Well. Was accused of sexual assault by a woman who filed and received an emergency protective order against him on July 5th. A hearing is scheduled for September 15th. Damn. More information at Fightful.com on the WWE Next in Line. Fuck that guy. And he was uh, one of the people with the wrestling background. But you also had like, other people there, like the Cavender Twins. I heard about them. Yeah, you know how WWE feels about them and them twins. I mean, I will say this: we know how Vince McMahon felt. I don't know. Yeah, Fresno State uh, basketball players, Hannah and Haley. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Um, the one problem with the next in line compared to indies mm-hmm. is that it's not wrestlers. Yeah, that, they're not all wrestlers. That and they're not gonna be able to catch on to. The drills, the lockups, the take the takedowns, the bumps. They're not gonna be able to they're, catch on to that like any wrestlers are able to because they're but, trained for it. Already. And, and that's the, that's where Vince Vince saw the entertainment aspect. And he's tr- Vince was trying to make entertainers, not wrestlers. Yeah. But Triple now, H is trying to do both. And also, this is one of but those things that they have to see through. With actual wrestlers. Now they have to see through it with it, though. Like, I don't think like they're going to go immediately back to scouting wrestlers exclusively. They have to live with this program now because it's literally already a thing that's announced. Yeah. I believe they're going to stick with this for a long while just because they have to. I know. Like uh, like the Saudi deal. They have yep. to stick with they, that now. Yeah. Well, they can all, well, then again, it's not exact. They don't have to continue it. Because I know they announced like two different. They announced two classes, as far as I know of. Mm. They don't have to do any more after that. It's not like they have a contract. They have contracts with all these different colleges for these for these like for these athletes. Yeah, but I don't see any cons in it if there are actually people oh, yeah. who are interested in it. Yeah, because I mean, Roman Reigns came from football. Yeah. He just came from like college football. football. The Rock went from like failing in the trying to get into the National Football League, going to Canadian Football League, and then not getting like uh, drafted and shit. Pat McAfee and Baron Corbin were on the same team at the same time. 
Brock Lesnar played football. Goldberg played football. He played football before actually showing up in yeah. wrestling. Well, the, the difference, well, I was going to mention uh, Roman and uh, Rock. Rhea Ripley's a soccer ball player. Yep. The like I was going to say, Roman and uh, Rock were already a part of the Samoan uh, family. So they already, they grew up. But it's the that. sports background, yeah. though. Like, they, there's always going to be, like, uh, somebody from that sport. Like, uh, I forget his name, but the basketball player that tried out recently. Oh, who the fuck was it? I just saw that, too. Who the fuck was it? Was it Kevin Durant? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Kevin Durant. No, so who the fuck just tried out for WWE recently? I forgot. But. Like, I really feel the next in line thing has enough benefits to keep it going for a while. Because there's always going to be somebody who may want to transfer over. Dwight Howard. Yeah. Dwight Howard. That's who it was. I'm sorry, what? Dwight yeah. Howard tried out for WWE, hoping to join. You're talking about the NBA player? Yes. 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 The fuck? Because he just, he well, he concluded his NBA career. So, you know, to keep, you know, stay in the limelight, why not? I mean, go for it. I mean, it works out for a lot of people who actually take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, as long as you take it seriously, I don't see the fucking harm in it, I guess. I mean, it's not like uh, how it was before where it's just like, I mean, if all... you're a woman, like you're just offered a contract just because you're pretty exactly. and you have to basically figure out how to wrestle through the women who are there and willing to I teach mean, you. I mean, it's worked well for Logan Paul. It's worked well for uh, for Bad Bunny. It's worked, I guess, all right for Satnam Singh. Um, well, Bad Bunny also grew up watching wrestling. Yeah, he did. Veer. Veer, it worked out for her. Veer was a baseball player. Yeah, and they have history with yeah, it they... now, so it's probably going to be a thing that consists for a while. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I just don't think they should try and like... They, find, uh, they find, On commentary for Veer, they finally started acknowledging the golden arm. Mm -hmm. We need to... I think what they need to do is... Uh, I was thinking about this because I heard somebody mention Paul Heyman possibly getting a, a higher role now. Mm. I think after he was, he was at the tryouts. Yeah, uh, he was there along with Biggie also being there. Uh, I think what they should do after like things start to take shape and we start to see Triple H's new vision actually start to form. Yeah. Once we start to see what he wants NXT to be at this point, since he's kind of like you know. I'd say fucking graduated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reform NXT and what he really wants it to like have that feature and everything. Yeah. And right when he wants to start focusing more on the main roster, take that next in line program after he feels they're ready for TV and they start getting some indie talent that's not quite ready for the main roster, but could definitely make waves in NXT. Yeah, Have that be the training ground for them. NXT be like the next in line some of these fresher guys in the indies mm. and give it to Paul Heyman with the creative wise. Yeah. That way he could just take the main roster. We get main, we get fucking main roster NXT from Papa H yep. and we get like whatever Heyman can do with NXT and the next in line people. Oh, and yeah. he's working with the next generation. So he could just prep them for triple H, which was the right way to do it instead of prepping people for fucking Vince's ego. Good point. Because, you know, nobody needs the Andre the Giant, like, camera to look at Nikita's lion's ass when we could just watch her wrestle when she actually has, like, a martial arts background. Right? Yes. She has big cakes. We know. 
but can we see wrestling instead of feeling like we turned on like the early advertisement that's like girls gone wild but wrestling right because it's just so horny now it's like triple h that's one of the papa h i'll talk about why i call, i'm calling him papa h later on and why everybody has started to yeah that gets its own discussion but you know that's the thing i have to i want to see like Heyman get like NXT have the next in line people have some of these uh, indie stars and he just like takes the main roster and starts to NXT boost the shit out of this because I still remember Dijakovic's tweet. It's like I felt a presence, presence I haven't felt since dot dot dot, and everybody was just putting the old NXT black and gold logo <laughs> graphic just showing up right below him, and it's just like yeah. It's happening. The uh, like next in line should be good. Well, gotta say, gotta say, we have to wait and see with that though. Yeah. But WWE stuff does not end there because no, it doesn't. SmackDown. While we were hanging yesterday and discussing podcast stuff, while uh, checking in with like SmackDown on Twitter every now and then, we weren't watching it, but we know a certain Blaze was because he started marking out in the chat. Yeah. That's what made us go on Twitter, and. You had Orton, not Orton. I miss Orton. You had a uh, Roman cutting a promo in the ring, and it was Roman minus Paul Heyman. Yeah. And he actually said that Brock sent him to the hospital. He said hospital, not local medical facility. Yeah. We're really losing banned words. Uh, he just needs to come out like on a show. Triple no, H. Just Triple to... H just needs to come out with the new Smack. Oh, no, no, Smack no. New uh, women's tag team championships. Debut them and just say. It's a belt. Huge pop. <laughs> it's a belt. Just come out. Wrestling. Wrestling. Belt. <laughs> Welcome to Raw. <laughs> uh, but you had uh, Roman cutting a promo saying that uh, Paul wasn't there. And then saying that he respects Brock Lesnar, but he still hates him. Then Drew interrupted. Basically saying, nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares what the tribal queef has to say. Basically saying, if you want to see Drew take apart the bloodline, let me hear you scream. He was he was trying to hype up the match at Clash of the Castle. Yep. When a familiar music hit, and we just see a woman in the distance on the stage as it takes the black and white filter. Yep. And we just see the bird flying on the giant screen. And it's familiar music. The fucking South Carolina crowd didn't go big for it until they actually saw him. Yeah. But figure just starts beating the crap out of Drew, bouncing his head off the steel steps before screaming and staring down Roman Reigns. It was a returning carrion cross. I was right. We were there, Cross. We were there. Don't tell me you don't have seven Saido suplexes in you, Cross. Don't tell me you don't. I was there. I was in the Gulf of Mexico doing laps with Jesse Ventura and Hornswoggle on a motorboat in the fucking lake. And I swear to God, he was on jet skis and goes flying off, Hornswoggle sailing through the air. We just see Cross and Scarlet on the beach, and he caught Hornswoggle out of midair and delivered him with a seven-chain combo Saido suplex out of midair. Don't tell me you don't have seven Saido suplexes, Cross returned. <laughs> and then what? Scarlet came out. What? <laughs> and then Scarlet came out. <laughs> This has to get clipped and put as its own video on YouTube. On oh, that YouTube, Instagram now. Oh my god! But then Scarlet came out, slid the hourglass, and flipped it over, 
and signaled the TikTok for Roman's title reign. As a Roman didn't actually get like his facials are actually pretty good. I like Roman's facials. It was obvious. It was honestly funny when pause. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so it was honestly funny when you just see Roman's reactions nowadays, especially when people interrupt him. Yeah. Remember when fucking theory? It's just like who, who the hell is this? And it was like every single time he got, it's like, oh, who, who the hell are you? Starts patting him on the back like he's like a male boy. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the Amazon well, here's package. The, here's the thing. The Vince McMahon era of things caused this big combustion of star power to Roman Reigns, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, he's the company's top heel right now. Right? But Vince fed him to everyone in the fucking locker room. Starting with the most dangerous, most competitive, most grounded, best top peak of his game wrestler there is to end Cross's losing streak. The NXT, the true unsung NXT champion, Jeff Jeff Harvey. Harvey. The person that, you know, Sir Blaze has ba- uh, booked as his NXT champion and my GM. Yeah. I'm not joking. Jeff Hardy versus Adrian Buck is his top feud going. Oh, it was. <laughs> Adrian Buck. Yeah, I call him Lance Storm Jr. But, or Adrian Fuck. But, yeah, but, so, so, yeah, leaving the roster right now completely ran through. Nobody wants to see Brock and Roman again. I don't think you can top so it. So now... And I mean, Drew and with Drew and uh, Roman. Roman about to happen, what's left? So, I mean, Cross can very well pass in WWE as a big guy. Mm-hmm. At least yeah, it's the at least it's the Triple H. Exactly. For me, it's more or less this is the Cross that we wanted on the main roster yes. with his entrance. With the black and white filter. With fucking Scarlet. Not looking like Lord Tensai. Not looking like the fucking other Red Ranger from the Power Rangers movie. Not looking like Ermac. Not looking like Juggernaut. Oh, man. I went ape shit with all those memes. You have to, I, put, you have to post those memes I up. Have, I actually have Yeah, them. I know you watermarked you watermark them. You have to put those up and, like... As a ret- as a special homage and return of Cross, these all became relevant again. You have to include it with Drew's tweet, where he basically said, "Like I got jumped by the guy that was like last wearing a gimp suit and a helmet." Send me the tweet. I'm, I'm about to send them now. I sent them to our group chat. Oh man, I went ape shit on those memes. It was just, the Juggernaut one. I felt so proud of. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh man, and also he's a fucking great guy to meet too. Like yeah. his gimmick is actually being perceived in the way it was looked at. I know a lot of people in NXT didn't like his later runs because like, you know, they put him in that one uh, promo with Cole and Cole basically said he didn't need the special entrance or lights or music or anything. They just ring the bell. And a lot of people just kind of turned on cross after that. I mean, it's the first time I saw a promo so good since the rock burying Bob, uh, Bob Gunn that, you know, people just weren't with a wrestler anymore. Because yeah. before it was kind of cross mania. It was like, yo, did you see that entrance? And then Cole said that about his entrance. And it was just, you know, he kind of got a point. 
But now he's back, and honestly, the prospect of Roman getting more challengers than just Drew sounds so nice. Yeah, Because exactly. we've been that's, through everyone. That's what this ultimately is. It is another... It's another, like, challenge for Roman, like, after this whole thing with Drew is done. Uh, speaking of more people, I think AJ versus Roman sound amazing now because originally their first, like, bouts against each other was uh, AJ, like, semi-face when, like, the Good Brothers started getting involved in their match. Mm. And uh, you had Roman who was the face but, boo like, you know, booed like the heel because yeah. those were the good old days if some people want to look at it that way. The good old days. Yeah, back when we thought WWE was the be-all, end-all, because the draft started off hot for a second. Yep. Shit. And then it was just like same shit, different logo. Yep. Uh, but that sounds interesting now. Like a lot of people who could get signed sound interesting. Gargano versus Roman sounds so good right now. Yeah, I would actually like to see that. Gargano versus who? Roman. Yeah. Because you could honestly do that multiple times. I feel with the story in it that they have with uh, Gargano, that a Roman one could be stretched out a while. You can even get Champa involved afterwards. I'm not going to lie. I could honestly see Cross beating, uh, beating Roman. And it's just like a message. Like things are changing. Well, and, and, the, uh, whole, the whole thing now. And it also right? goes in with uh, what's been going on apparently with the USA Network. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So apparently the USA Network, right? The USA Network wants a title, a world title on their network. Like they want their title shown on their network. And a lot of speculation is that Cross is going to take one title from Roman. Which everyone was sit, sit, is sitting there probably going, well, that defeats the point of the unification. Which, yeah, it, it does defeat the point of the unification. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. But then again, this is also where Triple H kind of has to fix a bunch of things that Vince left kind of falling apart. Yeah. So... Roman runs through everyone in the locker room. New new competitor. Check. Done. Figuring out what's going to go on with the title nonsense, I'm sure, is up next. But the USA Network wants a title on their, on their network. Yeah. So I think, you know, the smart thing to do would actually be to just, you know... Not unify the titles anymore. Well, it doesn't sound really unified in the sake of like, you know, it's one singular belt. I mean, they haven't gave him one belt that's like the combination of the two. Yeah. I mean, we all saw that image of like the gold belt with like the black stripe going underneath. Yeah. As like the unified version. Or mm -hmm. there's like that image of it being like a blue stripe instead. Yeah. With like a black belt. Which they've made small changes like that to the WWE Championship before. Remember like when Styles was champion going into Clash and a line was black for like a week yeah underneath the logo but yeah i understand what they're going on about because like roman's only really on smackdown that's fox yeah so far when it comes to raw it's just like well the boosted mid card yeah i mean we had styles like ali and miz and a great ass triple and threat we had chad champa and uh 
Ziggler in a triple threat. And then we had a culmination of Styles versus Champa, and that was without the world champion. Yeah. We didn't get our world champion until uh, last night. So I can understand what they're going on about because there's issues with uh, Roman getting uh, on on Fox and then, you know, with Brock staying on Fox too. Yeah. And then he left and went right back to Raw because yep. they had to satisfy USA because it's like, well, we have Becky, but we kind of want, like, you know, a poster for the males division too. Yeah. It's like y'all got Roman, so we kind of want somebody like Brock. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean – you're on two different networks. You got to appeal to both of them. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully Roman shows up and or hopefully this whole thing gets sorted out. I think I think Triple H I think Triple H has got this, dude. Like for real, I think Triple H is going to fix everything with WWE right now. I mean, we also have the women's tag team tournament, too. Yeah, we do. We have the women's tag team tournament coming up that originally we thought was just going to, you know, be forgotten about. And it probably would have until Papa H came along and, you know, started making everything right with WWE again. Yeah, like they announced it and then just nothing happened with it. Yep. I remember when uh, Zoe Starks got announced as number one contender for uh, Mandy Rose's title and it was in a 20-woman battle royale. And it's like... We have a 20-woman battle royale, but we can't have a women's tag team tournament. Right. But, yeah, we, we're finally getting that. And just things look up. Now, your Papa H moment. Okay, yeah. So, so this, was, this was kind of funny. Yeah, so everyone kind of had a Papa H moment, but... I remember on the last podcast, I said, like, I will call him Papa H if he takes Asuka off of main event. Well, I watched Raw, and guess who got taken off of main event? Asuka. Yep. I think we had Asuka versus Alexa Bliss in a singles match, and then the control came out. And not control your narrative, Adam Sure, Stop trying to make control your narrative happen. It won't happen. No. No matter how many times you fucking subtweet underneath like their control like massive tweet with the three women in the faction in it it won't catch on it won't catch on no still have to watch it to give my actual review of control your narrative because i feel like it's not as bad as some people are saying but if it is that i have to have my facts straight i may i may test myself but that was my papa h moment and then we had another or i say i had another papa h moment because eo started like literally stomping out oscar and that was a feud that i wanted to have a long ass while ago yeah now it's like you can actually get people not even just like people returning we can have people in gimmicks that just don't feel stereotypical anymore because they're from another country yeah because like it was like oh it was a big cliche that if you're from like europe or something oh you're a heel yeah, I don't see you being a world champion. You're from like Europe, like in people's cases, like Wade Barrett, people's cases, yeah. like Rusev. Oh, they're calling you Rusev Day to make fun of you. What? So we bought those shirts as like a troll? <laughs> really? That makes a whole lot of sense, Vince. But uh, yeah, you have all that like going in. That was like my Papa H moment because it was instant. It took him less than a weekend to listen to the podcast and make it happen. <laughs> a lot of people's like Papa H moment was that stuff on a uh, SummerSlam with the yeah. women's title match and the debut of the faction that actually was supposed to have been originally, but Vince shot down. 
course he did. Like Kai got contacted the day before. Uh, Io Shirai's uh, new name called Io Sky got trademarked the day after. And her deal was basically uh, in staying that she wanted to be called up to the main roster. And like I said earlier, at least we're not getting a stupid stereotypical gimmick. Thank God. Which we probably more than likely would have had. Probably. Because I still remember Zia Lee's one and it was just like, is good at Kung Fu, we'll save you. Just with lightning. Just with lightning. Now we actually saw her on SmackDown, which also shout out Shayna Baszler for winning the gauntlet. Yeah, like everything that was once wrong with WWE is now slowly being fixed. Yeah, their women's division is looking great now, especially with the prospect of people coming back. Like with the tag tournament, I feel like once we get to the finals, like Sasha and Naomi may show up right after. Oh, definitely, 100%. Because they were trending after the tournament was announced. But my Papa H moment was seeing Asuka taken off main event and put in that main storyline against Control. Uh, Blaze isn't here, but his Papa H moment was a certain Karrion Cross returning. You could tell by his group chat message being in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> For me, my Papa H moment was just seeing. Well, now we're going around, and well, my Papa H moment was this. It's like at the end. It's like nothing. It's like, well, what'd you get for Christmas from Papa H, son? It's like the good version of Endgame where they're sitting around talking about the good things that happened out of the snap instead of the awful things. Right? Like, for me, my my Papa H one was just seeing how good SummerSlam was. Literally, the first pay-per-view, and it was a big four, mm -hmm. the first pay-per-view without Vince. And then seeing AJ Styles and Tommaso Ch Tom AJ Styles be fucking AJ Styles getting his first fucking win in God knows how many months. What has that wins before? Yeah, it's just not in the last few months. Like his what, last what? his last pay-per-view win was in Money in the Bank. Whoa. Okay, wait, that's wait, not wait. that long ago. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Said months like it's like in January. Let's talk let's just talk real quick. About Michael Cole actually having a fucking personality. Yeah, who knew he had one? Like, yeah, like for like his commentary kind of changed a little bit. Like, there's some noticeable difference about some of the things that he says. Mm-hmm. But my Papa H moment was Tommaso Ciampa actually going for the U.S. title. Yeah, he got a push. Finally, yo, and you know, finally, both those triple threat matches had an amazing spot. In they the really match. did. Like. Uh, the finish in the Ali Miz and Styles one. Yeah, four fifty on Miz into the Styles Clash get fucking wrecked onto Miz. Yeah, and then fucking Fuck Gable going for a German suplex on Champa into a zigzag. Like that was like, and that wasn't even the finish to that match. Yeah, but my, that's my problem H moment as well. Just seeing good. That SmackDown before SummerSlam was amazing too. The Donnie Brook match actually delivered in terms of a great street fight. And yet so, people stop bitching about the Irish flag, the flag, the Ivory flag. Yeah, a lot of people are complaining about it, despite Sheamus saying that he was also competing for the Ivory Coast too. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good match, honestly. Like I'm going into the, we were going into this kind of like, all right. What is a Donnybrook match? And it's just like a street fight with like shenanigans and barrels at like ringside and shit. Exactly. You know, it's, you know, the match is serious when Drew McIntyre busts out a fucking Michinoku driver. Yeah. I still remember the one he hit on Braun. That was actually shocking for how quick he got him up in the air and delivered that move. No, that was good. That was even a good show. I mean, 
I'm just, I'm like, ah, okay. If this is the last one Vince booked, then the opener's pretty fucking good. Yeah, because me and uh, John were talking about it, like after he had first like had that uh, Madison Square Garden show, because mm-hmm. like it was a written raw that Vince written on Thursday. Then we had uh, the Donnie Burke match, which he had written a while before, and SummerSlam was the first one that we didn't know if, how much was planned out. Yeah. I can't wait to see the end of the year or have like more like panels where it just gets revealed like how much control like he really has. I feel like when we get towards the end of the year, we're going to figure out what things Triple H had his hands in more uh, detailed wise. We're going to mm-hmm. fi- uh, figure out what he was actually doing specifically behind the scenes instead of just, okay, well, we know that's him because it's just like, you know. Kai, sure, like uh, Kai, Sky, Kai and Sky, <laughs> Kai and Sky, the Kai and Sky connection, like Kai and Sky being like his NXT like pro, uh, protege is now being bought up. Champa yep. getting the spotlight, like it just feel like even Cross, like I feel like Cross was like prepped as like a Vince guy, and now like with Champa actually having Triple H at the helm, it's like. Not Champa, but Cross having uh, Triple H at the helm. Well, well, Champa definitely benefited either way. That Cross can actually be presented the way he was supposed to. Because I felt like when Cross signed, it's Vince is going to get this guy. This is a Vince guy. And I felt he even believed that when he uh, first showed up for a main roster win. Allegedly written in. Because then it got changed like right when Jeff was making his entrance. And I still can't get across his face after that surprise roll-up from a face Jeff Hardy from using his feet on the ropes. Like, he's going to benefit from this. This is the cross that we wanted. The one that literally just got stripped of everything that made him special, which is the most egregious NXT call-up I think we could ever say that we saw. Yeah. Because like there have been there have been bad ones, but there wasn't any as bad as Cross. Like you had the title on you, undefeated streak. Then you lose to Jeff Hardy, be a surprise roll up in a match that really had zero stakes going in. Yep. And he cheated to win, and he was face, and it didn't really go anywhere. I remember when they when the match broke out, like the reports from uh, creative behind the scenes of WWE was like, oh, fans don't wait for things to play out. We waited for it to play out, and it was still shit. We literally waited for everything to play out. It's like, let's see where it goes. Is he going to freaking kill Jeff Hardy off of TV? Is that where this is going? No, I went to one match, him facing Keith Lee a couple times, and then just him being released. Yep. Yeah. We we tried to see where you're going to go with it. It didn't really go anywhere. But Papa H has been delivering. The shows have the one thing that they've had, had that one element, but it was always in a bad way. Unpredictability. It's actually in a good way. Instead of, oh, well, the Hurt Business is over one month before Mania. Unpredictability. Yep. Oh, well, uh, uh, Becky Lynch returned. Oh, but she squashes Becky, uh, Bianca Belair to win the title. Unpredictability. It's like, that was so unpredictable. Yeah, we didn't want that. 
It's like, okay, hey, we were cool with heel like Becky, but we didn't have to wait a half a calendar year just to actually see the payoff to it. Right. And then another full year to see the end of it, which Triple H nailed the landing on. I know. A handshake that ended the fucking rivalry that then started up a heel, like a, a heel faction and a face turn. Yep. Uh, but he's done so much. He's like, he's basically had Becky like grow back into the man character when she's coming back. I feel that's what we're going to get. Yep. Uh, I feel with the judgment day and edge, we're going to get a lot of good stuff when that falls out. We're going to get judgment day versus the Mysterios and PC principal. I mean, they already have it interesting with uh, edge accidentally spearing Dominic. Yeah, because uh, uh, because right. Rhea pushed, uh, I believe she pushed Dominic into fit uh, into Finn, so he take the spear instead of Balor. That's another thing, Dominic, my man. I swear, if you come out and say you are not at all being, you are not at all enjoying being abused by Rhea Ripley every week, I have to call you out on that, sir. Yeah, I have to call you out on that and say no, I I don't believe you. I don't believe you if you were to tell me right now that you are not enjoying being strangled by Rhea Ripley every week. I like how Rhea Ripley's actually being like used like very well like heel wise so see, far. Did you see how someone rolled up next to her? In yeah, a I was getting ready to talk about that. Just rolled up to her neck like next to her in a light. She's just blasting heavy metal music like tongue out, hang banging shit. <laughs> Made direct eye contact to people next to her. Fucking awesome. I can only imagine leaving the show. Did we just fucking pass Rhea Ripley? It's like, we, it's like, didn't we just see you? It's like, I swear, we just fucking passed Rhea Ripley. It's like when fucking Darby Allen and Sting came out of like their like fucking rental to ambush the people that had the All Elite license plate and shit. Just came up in their face with the phones and shit. Hey, W. You know what I'm talking about. I remember that. Just gets out of their car. I can only imagine how scared they were. I know, right? <laughs> the two guys that face me. No, and also they ran, too, so it's all in a blur. It's just like, holy shit, we're getting robbed by emo people. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Triple H has been doing good work so far. I, I'm actually excited to see what the fuck happens now. Like, I'm not, no longer do I have to turn on my TV and turn on Raw or SmackDown and be like, am I, am I afraid to, do I dare push the button? Now it's just like, do I dare push the button and miss something? Exactly. Now it's like. Roles reverse, and one person has changed that because Triple H is with the times. Mm-hmm. He knows what works now. He knows what doesn't work now. To where Vince was trying to make old storylines happen with newer stars. Yeah, and it just some of the stuff didn't work in this day. Yeah, like there was that uh, that time where like Heyman was put in like executive creative for Raw and like Bischoff of SmackDown and Bischoff didn't even watch the product and he was like still involved like in the creative from that point. Like I still remember this one segment with like Lana and Rusev and Liv and everybody was like, oh, like the bisexual angle. People was just like, oh, that's Heyman. Like I had his fingerprints all over it. Well, with the whole memory thing, I could basically see. Vince, since, you know, he has final call and throws scripts out at the last minute anyway. Yeah. And also since both people left their positions in the first place. Yeah. Although Heyman left a couple of Paul Heyman guys on his way out. Yeah. Matthews and Black. 
Ricochet being a few of them. Yep. Ricochet might even get a push. Because I know some people gave him slack for that. And it's just like, those were like, I feel like Vince things that worked for Vince and failures to get with the time. Like I remember seeing on an Inside the Ropes video with uh, Brian Danielson recently, how he says that he has to ask some of the newer talent and stuff like that uh, questions because he felt from what got him into wrestling, is it like the same thing that works with wrestling now? Yeah. Like how he was saying sometimes in uh, WWE veterans walk up to him. He's like, man, back in my day, like when I was in the ring, I just like locked like an arm and like an arm lock for like 20 minutes and the crowd would go wild. And it's like, that's true, but that doesn't work anymore. Like, I can't tell you the last time I saw a huge pop for a test of strength. Yeah. Test of strength just kind of went out the window. Yeah. Now it's just more or less like, can you fight for real? Literally. Yeah. It's kind of something that I like reminisce with. That's kind of like my favorite style. But it's cool, man. I mean, it's nice to end on a high note with WWE for once on one of these episodes. Yeah. Now I feel like uh, since everybody's like, considering that we're going to get a new rivalry between WWE mm-hmm. and AEW since we have AEW now being in three years mm-hmm. because most of that competition was during the pandemic. So there are much more other th- important things getting TV time than them. Uh, I really fear we're possibly in store for like some of the greatest wrestling we're ever going to get. I think so. Because I never thought we'd see Vince gone. But seeing of what we're getting, it's what I've been waiting for for so long. I thought, I remember talking to you like years ago, like imagine how insane we were for thinking the NXT that we, like when I first got back into wrestling, it was NXT. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I remember NXT seeing as commercial watching Raw with Byron and their fucking uh, promotion for TakeOver uh, London. Oh God, this show. Oh, they have championship now. It probably sucks. Holy shit, they got Samoa Joe? We're watching this. First time, first match was ever Asuka, and that's how that story starts. And it was just like, what the hell did they do to it? And I just dove into the NXT fandom, and it's like, this is Triple H? Makes sense. I see everything. And then I started looking at the main roster, and then the draft got announced, and it's like, they're actually taking the brand split seriously. What if we get NXT but on the main roster, but with main roster stars? Vince said, LOL, that's cute. <laughs> now it's like we're getting it. But it had, it, think about how long it took, how much star power, how much right, uh, the right feuds got skipped over Triple because H. of that. Triple H, as a person, Vince, thank you for all that you've done with us. Enjoy your retirement. Have a good day. Vince, as a businessman, haha, foolish old man, LOL, time to take over. I, just, I can only imagine, like, Triple H when he's realized how much creative control he actually had. It's like, so I can do just about anything, right? Yeah. Like, anything, anything, right? Yes, Paul, you can do just about anything. So I can have, like, NXT matches and storylines on the main roster. Well, Vince doesn't kind of think you should probably go that way. He probably kind of thinks that you should stick to the old formula. Vince doesn't have any control anymore, right? No. Oh, well, dad can give a fuck. I can fuck what the hell dad thinks. Like, he's not here. Like, like, let's fucking do this. 
Also, Brock Lesnar walked out. I got this crazy idea. I'm going to ask him what the hell he thinks about GTAing the ring if that might bring him back. What do you mean? You'll see. Well, he agreed to it. I, Paul, I don't know what GTAing the ring means. Just watch SummerSlam. Ring crew. Can we get a heads up next time? For real. Yeah. Did you see that photo? Yeah, like I guy, saw it like right guy, after SummerSlam. The guy, the guy standing next to it appalled. How do you take that ring apart? You kind of have to leave the tractor there to hold it up. Because when you start taking things down piece by piece, there goes like a good part of like the base structure that's going to hold your ass up there. Pretty much. Like I think honestly you probably had to start with the ropes. But then again, it just feels like a, I want to say the resurgence of the Attitude Era. I'd say maybe we're going a little backwards, like, organically. It feels like we're slowly transitioning into another ruthless aggression era and possibly working our way back to, like, I'd say attitude era in terms of the adult-oriented stories. Because so far we've got a lot of wrestling. Yep. Like, a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Despite, like, uh, some shows ending on a promo or starting with a promo, which Raw has always been that cliche of. SmackDown ended on promo this week, but it had the return of Cross, so it's instantly forgiven. Instantly forgiven. It also had Shayna's push. Yeah. Uh, Liv still being champion, which I think it's about that time to run back Liv versus Asuka, because I still remember her getting squashed by Asuka. Why not me? One Fujiwara armbar later, and then getting shitted on by the Iconics backstage. Right. Uh, that's another thing. You could set the door for them possibly coming back when they're uh, done possibly pursuing like their Hollywood entrance. By the way, congratulations yeah. to Sean Spear and Casey Lee, or Cassie Lee, for uh, their announcement of now being parents coming soon. Absolutely. Also, congratulations to Neil Dashwood and Madcap Moss for their uh, relationship, or it's probably just Moss now. Yeah. On the same day. Literally. Yeah. But it's been a wild, it's been a wild ride. So I mean we're just gonna enjoy it now. Now we can actually enjoy everything. Yeah. And and yeah. now we have some wrestling shit to talk about that doesn't involve Vince. Right. We were like four weeks in a row right, so, uh, of like possibilities, new small shit. Well yeah, I I think that's the best I think now it's now it's just so, yo. We're in for some good shit. So now we're going to leave Vince alone and uh, go enjoy everybody in the sandbox. Yeah, I so, think the most newsworthy thing with Vince that may come out is just probably that documentary. I think that's about it. And when that happens, we'll cover that too. But for now, folks, well, it's, yes, been yeah. fu- it's been fun. I'm getting there. I'm right. doing my outro. Stop jumping the gun. Shout- and you know what? Since you ju- jumped the gun, I'm going to start with this one. Shout out to the takeover, man. Jay Bougie. Oh, shut the PJ fuck Savage, up. PJ, I hope you're all right, bro. I heard that you got hurt. I hope you're doing well. Face. Face and Jocko, you guys are fucking awesome. Shut the fuck up. Jocko with the fucking awesome imploding dive at the last show. <laughs> fucking low key high flyer. Fucking status on deck. Bougie's getting his, no, Bougie's uh, getting his ass beat August 20th. Two belts, Bougie, and still. But for real, though, we do have some uh, some shout-outs. Shout-outs to IWA. Shout-out to Smash Master Wrestling. Shout-out to all the guys in the, he- in the heels court. Shout-out to Blaze, who couldn't be here this weekend. Shout-out to John, who couldn't also be here this weekend. I want to shout-out uh, Robert, who's been on the podcast. Yeah, he just competed out. at Evo recently. Shout-out to Robert, who competed at Re- Evo recently. Did he do good? 
He, he big milk is now sour milk. Oh, he, he won. He three owed him. He three owed him. Uh, you you met Elijah, right? Yes, I have. He he was there. He was filming it. Big Milk's girlfriend started off filming, but when he started to get uh, 3-0, she just slowly put the phone down. That's amazing. But no. Congratulations, uh, Robert. I have an upcoming show to announce uh, August 12th in North New Jersey. Uh, WrestlePro has a free show back together again. Uh, live pro wrestling featuring uh, former WWE superstar Maven. That's going to be good. Maven. Uh, That's going to be good. Maven's also going to be, I think, Legends of the Ring this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we have this show coming up on August uh, 12th, and then August 20th, Jay Bougie, you're going to get your ass kicked. Here we go. I'm taking those titles from you. And still. Hell no. PJ, you know what? I'll I'll be nice. I hope you get better. Jacko, face, forget about you. PJ, we need you back, bro. Need you to come back. Yeah, man. Champ. Y'all just mad that takeover crumbling. Champ. What? All the belts, my God. So, yeah, all right. Crumble. So, actually, I mean, I guess it's the, the time's almost here. And the card looks stacked. I mean, we got the fight for it over the top rope rumble. We got Craig Steele versus Axel Lennox. We got Jaden Steele versus Jonathan Gladstone in a submission match. A lot of steel. We got Aaron Roxas against Casey Benia again. Roxas. We got Michael Fane versus Darren Richardson versus Rochi Roach versus Osito 2. Two. Second time. Amazing. Ty here, James versus Frankie Picard. We got Yale El Bichote versus Charlie Bonifer versus question mark, question mark, question mark Vacant. for the IWA Zero Limits Championship. Vacant gets another belt. J.C. Storm versus Marie Valdomina for the IWA Women's Championship. J.C. The Faceless Ones versus J.D. Alpha and Dario for the IWA Tag Team Championship. And still. And two belts, J- two belts, Bougie, J. Bougie versus Brandon Downey for the IWA Breakthrough Championship. Also and still. And, Hell no. and which was. Loudmouth Simp going to be. Not going to be doing all the talking and, 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 and which was supposed to happen, which I am very, yeah, very upset about, is uh, PJ Savage versus Chris Barton for the IWA Heavyweight Championship. It was supposed to be a lumberjack match. Uh, get better, PJ. That's all mm-hmm. we can say. Shout out to Frank for organizing this whole thing. That's the IWA still going strong and having a home for everybody like us to go see. Yep. It's fucking amazing. Shout out to Frankie. Uh, shout out to S uh, Spartan Championship Wrestling, August twenty eighth. There, there's enough that show. There's that show. You can follow them on Instagram at Spartan Championship Wrestling. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, and also follow WrestlePro on Instagram at We Are WrestlePro because we have a lot of fair shows coming up. We have some Taco Fest. We yep. have uh, Edison Street Fair. We have a lot of Rawway shows. Yeah, you want you want to September nine. Yeah, you want to come to the Rawway shows. You want to know why you want to come to the Rawway shows? I'm gonna tell you why you gotta come to the Rawway shows. So one of the reasons to come to the Rawway shows is September. September. September 9th. September 9th at the Rawway Rec Center. We got Flip Gordon versus GKM versus Matt McIntosh versus Tyler Payne in a fatal four-way. Then we got Josh Woods versus Bobby Wayward, Casey Navarro versus Justin Carino, Jimmy Jacobs versus LSG. Jimmy Jacobs. Lady Frost versus Queen Aminata. 
Harley Cameron versus Brandy Loring. Hey, shout out Best Rivals Podcast, where she actually thinks Kirby is a Pokemon. Dan, Still. Dan Moff versus Brian Myers. And featuring a special appearance by Kurt fucking Angle. Angle. I will tell you this now. When that was announced. I sent it to our group chat. I thought it was fake. Yeah. I'm like, is this real? And if you ain't got plans, November 12th, also at the Rawway Rec Center. Wrestle Pro 100 Wrestle show. Pro 100 show. Wheeler Yuta will be in action. So for those sleeping on the indie scene, I mean, we got Garden State coming up too. Thy Kingdom Come. That's going to be an awesome fucking card. Amazing. So for those of you sleeping on the indies, wake up. Yeah, hashtag support indie wrestling. Hashtag support indie wrestling. But now that we got our shout-outs out of the way, don't drink and drive, park and spark. It is 420 somewhere. Smoke them if you got them. Enjoy the high of life with Papa H in charge of WWE. You know, I was actually going to be like, no, but that actually sounded pretty fucking good. Congrats, B. Burn grass, not your soul, baby. There you go. We out.